Mo'ed katan daf yugimel. The last thing we're discussing was a person is allowed to bring in his fruits from outside to inside, so it doesn't get stolen. And we said as long as you do it modestly, no one finds out about it. And we also said the mishnah, a person is allowed to take out his flax from the pot that's being soaked in, and as long as you don't wait with these melachot for hal mo'ed, and if you wait with dafka for hal mo'ed. Then we said in the Mishnah that Yovedu, you can't have any Hana'a from it. And with that, we are starting Yudbet Amudbet, two lines from the bottom where it says Vishole Pishtanomina Mishra. You take out the flax from the, the, the from the pot that's being soaked in. And Ba'amine Rabir Miyam Rabizera. Rabir Miyam asked the question from Rabizera. Kiven Melachtuba Moed Vamet. If a person waited for Holomoed to do his Melacha and then died before or after or during the holiday, can they punish his children afterwards not to do that melachan since it's his father's or they're a new entity? And imtim even if you want to say that if someone tsaram ozen bechor he cut the ear of uh, the of an animal that's a bechor and now you can't give it as a korban anymore and he, now he wants to be able to shacht it, even if in that case where we said kansu harav that they find the man and his children afterwards, that they both can't use that animal, they can't eat that animal, maybe because maybe he did Isur de Oraita, he did a mitzvah against the Torah when he cut the Bechor's ear, but maybe when a person's mechaven uh, his uh, work for Cholam that's only a Derabana, not a big deal. If a person sold his slave to a goy, where Hachamim find them and they said you have to buy back that uh, slave even for ten times his worth. And we said over there, vamet. And if the person who sold the slave died, they find even his children afterwards, they also have to redeem that slave. But maybe over there, Mishum over there there's a severity, there's an issue over there that every day that he's not with the, the the Jewish master, he's not doing mitzvot, so maybe over there we find. But what would be the din? Gavra kanis rabbanan vehalet edid hachamim find the man, he's not there anymore, he died. Odil mamamona kanis rabbanan, or maybe they find his money, his assets, vehaita, and his money is there, but they're just in different people's hands, in his children's hands. So Amar there, Rabbi Zerah told Rabbi Miyah, Tenitua. You learned it in the Mishnah. Sadeshenit kavtsaba shivirit. If there's a field that they took out the thorns on a shemitah year, tizaralem motzeh shivirit. You could plant it the next year because taking out the thorns not a big deal. However, nitayva onidaira. If they improved it by fertilizing it on purpose, or they left the animals there and let them do their thing, lot tizaralem motzeh shivirit. And you can't plant it on the year after shemitah. We have a tradition from our fathers. If a person made his field better and he died, his son can plant it on the next year. Alma, so what do we understand? That find only him. didn't punish his son. And Hachanam, you have to say the same thing. Hachamim find him. But his children are not fine. And Amara Bayen, Aktinan, we have a tradition. If someone was metameh, his friend's taharot, and then died, they didn't punish the son afterwards. Meaning, the, the person who ruined the other guy's taharot, his son doesn't have to pay for his father's damages. My tama, what's the reason? 
It's hezek she'enon nikar. It's a damage that's not evident. You can't see it to the eye. You can't put your eye on it. You can't explain what it is. And therefore, lashem hezek. It's not considered a damage by Torah laws. And therefore, ledide kansura banan. Hachamim find him. However, libre lo kansura banan. Hachamim didn't find his children. Now, next Mishnah, en lokhin. One is not allowed to buy. Batim houses, avadim slaves, behema cattle on Holomayad, el litzorchamayad, unless it's for the holiday, or litzorchamocher, she'en lomayochal, or it's the need for the seller. The seller has nothing to eat, so I'll buy it from him now, even though I could wait until next week, but this way this guy can make a parnasan eat. So, ba'amine rabba mi rabna hamad, rabba ash rabna hamad question. Schar pe'ula she'en lomayochal ma'u. To hire someone who has nothing to eat, find them a job just so you could be able to pay them, so you could go buy food. Is that allowed on Holomoid or not? Meaning, do we only allow buying and selling, or do we even allow hiring a person to do work so he could pay him, so he could have money to eat? So, Amalir, Abnachman told Rabbah, Tenina, we learned in a Mishnah, we said for the for the seller who has nothing to eat, and what do we understand? Latuyemai. What do you have to add those words in? Isn't this for the person who you're hiring just so you could uh, give him money so you could work? Maybe not. Maybe it's just perushia kamifaresh. Maybe it's just coming to explain the reason we're allowing only selling. So etive abaye abaye asrava. Question from a braita. You want to say that you're not allowed to hire a person who has nothing to eat just to give him money. Look at the next Mishnah. You're not allowed to write loan documents on and if you're lending someone money, you don't trust him without a contract. Or the man has nothing to eat and he just needs the money. Then write the, the contract. And that's allowed. Now, what's that coming to add? Isn't it coming to add the case of of a, hiring a person who needs to work in order to get paid so he could eat? I could hire a man who needs money to eat on Holomoid. So, motive Rav Sheshat. Rav Sheshat has a question of the Haman and Abaye. You want to allow it? Well, look at the Baraitab. Hachamim say that even in a place where no one's allowed to work on Erev Pesach, there's three occupations, three people are allowed to work on Erev Pesach until Chatzot. Hayatim, tailors, the barbers, the laundry people. And the reason is because you could also do these type of works on Cholam in one way or another. Hayatim, tailors. Because uh, not a professional, a layman, can uh, can tailor his usual way on Holomoid. So there is a way of doing it, and therefore they're allowed to work. The barbers and laundry people, they're allowed to work in the morning. If someone comes from overseas, happens to land in this town on Holomoid, and the same thing, if a person comes out of jail, Holomoid, Mutarin the saper, he's allowed to take a haircut, wuchabes, do laundry, beholoshel moed. Now, the isal kadatach shar peola, she'en lomayo chal share. Now, Rav Shishat asks a question. If you hold that, if someone that has nothing to eat, you're allowed to hire him just so you could pay him so you could eat. Then, kol melachot namilishteru. Then, all melachot should be allowed to do a'erev pesach in the morning. Because in every case, in every occupation, you have a case of someone who needs to work in order to get paid. 
meaning there's a heter for every job on Holomoid if you hold like that. So therefore, it should, there should be a heter for every job, Erev Pesach, also in the morning. So Matkif Laraf Papa, so Papa asks a question on Rav Sheshat. If that's your rationale, then take it all the way. We should allow people to build Erev Pesach in the morning, Sheken, Kotel Hagohe. If you have a wall leaning towards the Shut Rabim, it looks like it's going to fall. So, you're allowed to destroy it and build it up again on Hola Mu'id because it's dangerous. So, you see, then we should be also allowed to build the Ayrif Pesach. Matkifla Ravina. Ravina has a question of Shishat also. Ela Me'ata, Lavlar Lishtere. A sofer, a scribe, should be able to work Erev Pesach. Sheken Kudvin Kiddushen Hashim Gitin Veshovarin because you're allowed to write Kiddushen Hashim, you're allowed to write a get, you're allowed to write receipts and Cholam So then if that's the case, we should allow that also Erev Pesach. Ela Maravashe, Ravashe wants to push Rav Shishat away. Mu'ed, Arba'asar Karamit, you're connecting Cholam Mu'ed on the Erev Pesach. They're not the same. Mu'ed Mishum Tirhahu, the whole problem with Cholam Mu'ed is because people might work extra hard. And in a case where you're going to lose, when it comes to the 14th, they only allowed you to do things like tailor, haircut, laundry. That's for Yom Tov. You're preparing for Yom Tov. So anything that has to do with preparing for Yom Tov, said it's allowed. Anything that's not preparing for Yom Tov, did not allow. So your question, Rav Sheshat, that if we're allowing schar pe'ula, then we should allow it, uh, any job on Erev Pesach. One is not connected to the other. And therefore, even if we allow schar pe'ula on Cholom we don't have to allow every job Erev Pesach in the morning. Next, Mishnah. En mefanin mibayit lebayit. One is not allowed to move his things, his possessions from one house to another house during Cholom but you can move it from your house to the courtyard if you need it. If a craftsman finished a certain project for you, he finished one of your, let's say, a, let's say a pot. He finished a pot. But you're not to bring it from his house, the craftsman's house, to your house. However, but if you're worried, maybe they're going to get stolen, broken, lost, something, then you're allowed to take them to another courtyard. So the Gemara asks, In the beginning you told me don't move things at all, period. Then you're telling me you're allowed to move it to the Hatser. So, The Sefa that said, doesn't mean that you're allowed to move it from some house, not in the Hatser, to your Hatser. Rather, it's, You're allowed to move it, from the house to the courtyard, which is right next to it, where there's not too much work. Now, we learned the Mishnah, Ven mevinim kelim mebet ha'umani, not to bring kelim from a craftsman's house. Amar papa badiklan rabah, rabah tested us to see if we were able to answer it correctly. It says, Tanan, one Mishnah says, En mevinim kelim mebet ha'umani, not to bring kelim from a craftsman's house, or minhiu. And we have a Braita, it says, Modichin, you're allowed to take, or mevinim, and bring back kelim mebet ha'umani. Even though it's not for Cholmar, you're allowed to take and you're allowed to bring things. So you have two to go against each other. And then we answered Rabbah. Well, it depends. Khan, where you're allowed to take it and bring it back, is Ba'abasar, Ayrif Pesach. And Khan, where you say not allowed to, is Be'cholosh al-Mu'id. Or you could say, They're both talking about And Khan Be'ma'amino. If I trust the guy, leave it for next week. And Khan Be'she'no Ma'amino. And if I don't trust the guy, you're allowed to do it on Cholmar. 
And the Gemara brings a proof. You're allowed to bring vessels from the craftsman's house if it's for Holmoed. Kegon, Kad mi beta kadar, a jug from the person who makes jugs, Vichos mi beta zagag, and a cup from the guy who makes the cups. Avalot semer mi beta sabah, but you're to bring wool from the, uh, from the dyer's house. Velot kelim mi beta oman, and you're to bring vessels. From the craftsman's house. And if the craftsman has nothing to eat and he needs his money, then you could pay him. And leave the, what the vessel over there until after If you don't trust the guy, then you could put it in a house near there. If you're worried that if I leave it in the house next to it, it's going to get lost. Then mefanan lachatzer ahead. You take it to different chatzer. If you still don't uh, trust them, maybe an bitzna betoch betoch. You can bring it uh, discreetly into his house. So you see that if you don't trust the guy, you let to bring it home. So Gemara asks, yeah, but taratz tamevin. Okay, now you un- you explain to me why you let to bring back home things that were by the craftsman's house. However, molichin kashia, but taking things to him is is a problem. Dekatane because our Mishnah said en mevi'in. You're not allowed to bring it home. All the more so, you can't take things to him for no reason if it's not for Holmoid. You have to say the way we explained before that the Braita the, that allowed it was talking about Erev Pesach. Next, Mishnah. You're allowed to cover the figs that are being dried in the sun with a straw. Because it's something that might get lost. If it starts raining on them, it, it, you're going to ruin everything. And Rabbi Yehuda Omer, you could even make that cover very thick. People who sell things that can last or after Holom Wa'id, like certain fruits, clothing, uh, vessels, they could sell discreetly for Holom Wa'id. So we don't suspect the buyer of buying it for Hol. The, the hunters and the people who crush the wheat, or people who crush the beans, they are allowed to work discreetly for Holomoid or for the holiday. For some reason, the hunters and the, the, and the people who crush the beans and the, the grains, they were mahmir on themselves. There's no reason for them to be mahmir. And the Gemara starts trying to figure out the mahlukit between mehapin covering and and me'abin, which is uh, condensing, making it thicker. So and both of them were saying it in the name of Hiskia and Rabbi Hanan. So Hadamar, one of them, Rabbi Hiya and Rabbi Asi, one of them said, Mehapin means Akluche. You put some branches, some straw, but a little bit far from each other, not uh, totally covering. And Mehapin means Asmuche, meaning uh, condensing it, put, make it a thick cover. The Hadamar and the other one said, Mehapin. When in covering ben akluche ben asmuche, whether it's a thin, it's a light cover, or it's a thick cover, and me'abin means ose oto kemin keri, make it a pile, put the figs in a pile or something like that. Tanya and we have a brayta like that. Me'abin, what does me'abin mean? Ose oto kemin keri, the very biuda, biuda says, is to make it a pile. 
Now we learned in the Mishnah, Mochre Perot Kesud Vechelim Mochrin Betzinaa. They're allowed to sell uh, discreetly, and we said that the hunters and uh, those who crush grain, they would also do it discreetly. And they were Mahmir, and Rabbi Yossi said they were just Tam Mahmir. So Ibayal Dehu, we're trying to understand what Rabbi Yossi said when they said they were Mahmir. He Nechmiru Alatzman Delo Avu Avde Kelal, meaning were they Mahmir that they didn't work at all? Period. Odilma, their humor was the Havu Abdu, but it's not that they work discreetly. So Tashema, Mochere Perot, Kesud Vekelim, people who are selling fruits, clothing, and vessels, Mochin Betsina Ad, Sorchamoy, they let us sell discreetly for Holmoyed. Rabbiosi Omer, Tagarete Varia, Hen, Hamiru Alatsman, Shiloh, Mochin, Kol Aikar. The people, the merchants of Tiveria were Mahmir not to work at all, period, on Holmoyed. The hunters, the fishermen, the, they're allowed to work discreetly on Hulam Mu'ayyad. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Sadeh Ako, the hunters of Ako, they didn't, they didn't hunt at all, period. Those who crush the grains in certain ways, into halves, into thirds, into fourths, they're allowed to do it discreetly. Let's Mu'ayyad. Those who crush the grains in Sipori that they didn't crush grains at all, period. So you see, when he said they're Mahmir not to do work at all. And Amar when we said Hilka, it means that they crushed the grains, one to two. Targis, it means they crushed the grain, one to three. Tisanez, one to four. Kunta. Helka is called kunta, which is buckwheat, emmerwheat, something like that. Metive, we have a problem with what Rav Dimi just explained, because we have a brayta that said, Helka targis vetisane temein bechol makom. That although there's certain grains in certain places, are mekabel tumah, not mekabel tumah, these things are always mekabel tumah. So bishlam aleman damah, according to Abaye who said, you crush into to halves, to thirds, to quarters. Okay, I understand. That's why they're always Tameh, because the Kashur, the way they became able to become Tameh is because you, they be, be, you threw water on them. Once you put water on these grains, okay, that made them able to become Tameh. It's just Kunta, Bakwit. Why are they tame everywhere? Haloid kashur. They were never. They were never became ready to become tame. No water was spilling them. Just as is buckwheat is 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 everywhere. So the Gemara explains kegon demikalfan. We're talking. The Brayta is talking about a case where uh, it was already the the emmer wheat was there. They already took off the husk. The ilav mekalfa. The only way to be able to peel it is when you soak it in water. So why is it called Hilka? Why is it called Hilka? Because Hilka means their, their husks were removed, like Halak. So the Gemara brings another question. Here's another Braita. A person says, I'm not eating grain. She's not allowed to even eat fool, uh, the Egyptian fool that is dry. But you're allowed the wet one. Always is allowed rice. This Tana does not hold a, a rice as a grain. And he's allowed You're allowed all these things. 
because once they were cut, you don't make a pile, it's not a grain anymore. So, according to Abaye, who said, you cut it into halves, thirds, quarters, Shapir, then I understand it, because you said a grain, and it's not a grain anymore. Then, they left the Torah of grain. That's it, they're now food. It's a grain. And the Gemara answers, yeah, you're right, Kasha, it would be a problem on Rav Dimi. Rav Huna Shara Lehu Lehanhu Kerufiata Lemezal Zabonek Yor Hayu Beshuka. Rav Huna allowed the spice merchants to sell their spices like normal way, not even discreetly on Holomoid. Etiver of Kahana, Rav Kahana had a quiet problem. I have a brayta that says Hanut petuha lestav potach venoel kedarko. If there's a store that's open and there's like a row of pillars in front of it and not everyone could see what's going in, you could open it regular on Holomoid because not everyone's looking inside. Petuha lershut arabim. But if it's open straight to the street, then potach had venoel lahat. Then you open one door, leave one door closed. Ve'erev yom tova haron shel hag. Then motzim ater shukia ir beperot. If open up, put the fruits all over the place. for the kavod of the last yom Now, you're only allowed to do it for kavod of yom tov, not sell discreetly. You're allowed to sell in public. But if it's not for yom tov, then you would not allow to be selling it in public, only in private. So why do I not allow these people selling the spices to sell like regular? So the Gemara explains, La Kashia, the Brayta is not arguing on Ravuna. Ha Bepere, Ha Betavlin. Fruits that could last till after the holiday, if you're not doing it for the holiday, then you have to sell it discreetly. But uh, if you're selling it for the holiday, you're allowed to sell it publicly. When Ravuna allowed the spice merchants to sell regularly, that's talking about spices that you can't use it next week. You have to use it now, so everyone knows it's for the holiday, and therefore you're allowed to even sell it publicly. Hadran Allah Misha Afach, and we will stop right here. Baruch Hashem Le'olam, Amen Ve'Amen.